It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to Scarlet's Fever, the home of Sussman Central and Westerer is Besterer. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Scarlet's Fever with me, Lee G. And joining me today is Ritu Lungawi. How do I pronounce your, your surname, Rito? Is it Lungawi? No, it's Fungwani. almost like you're saying Klanekli. I was going to say, that's, yeah, that's almost Welsh. It's Fungwani. Yeah, I should be able to get that yeah, a lot yeah. better. So, uh, forwards coach for, for the Stormers in South Africa. Scarlett's obviously playing in a couple of weeks' time. So, uh, first of all, how are you, my friend? How's, how are things going in South Africa? No, good. Huh? We're very good. Uh, the weather's... Um... Changed nicely. We're slowly getting into this into summer. The sun is out. Uh, we're just happy that you know the Cape Town rain has gone away for a while now. Uh, see, we're at the other end of it because it's absolutely bucketing down in the middle of a storm, <laughs> trees falling over, and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, I think... that's, that sounds like Wales all the time. Uh, we, we've never <laughs> seen the sun every time we come to Wales. <laughs> yeah, it's because you come at the wrong time of year. You come in rugby season. It's uh, it's that's what rugby season is for. It's it, it's for what we do when it's raining, unfortunately. But yeah, I think the Scarlets have picked the right time to go out to to South Africa because, like I say, it's it, uh, the chances of playing decent rugby over here at this time of year at the minute uh, are quite remote. But uh, yeah, so obviously, Stormers have. Uh, uh, one of the biggest sides that the Scarlets will play. Um, how has how pre-season been for you? How has it all gone so far? Yeah, no, it's gone really, really well. Um, we, we've had a much longer pre-season compared to the past uh, year, um, obviously because of the World Cup starting, so we had more time. So the boys also had a, a longer break. Um, it's been going good. We've had um, two camps outside of Cape Town, uh, the one came, the boys went hiking. It was more for team building. They really enjoyed that. Did a bit of 
um, water rafting, and um, we've been training at our base in Belleville, and then we had a, a second camp out in George, uh, which is um, on the way to the Garden Roots, which was really, really fun, and played three friendlies there against the local team they called the Eagles, and then we played the Sharks. So it's it's been a very good preseason, uh, and we've had enough time to prepare and get the boys fit. Do you think the the extra time off has kind of has helped to get players back from injury? It's helped to kind of you could do a bit more strength and conditioning. Players are a bit more ready for the season. Would, would you say that's fair? Well, it's sort of it's yeah. For for us, it it works in two different ways. There's the guys that come back in better shape, and and there's guys that come back overweight because of the long break, and they've had a good time. They've spent a lot of time in the wine farms here in Stellenbosch. But um, yeah, I think in terms of training, you know, we've had more time to prepare, um, get them into the right shape and, you know, train more in terms of um, our game model. We, we've sort of had more time to 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 prepare better, mm. you know, but in terms of the break we gave them where they had off after the final, um, I think maybe next time we might shorten that, you know, looking at the, the, the shape some of the boys came back in. <laughs> so uh, that, that doesn't sound like a rugby player at all, being a couple of weeks <laughs> off and, and spending most of it drinking beer and eating burgers. No, that would never happen, <laughs> would it? <laughs> so uh, what about recruitment then? Obviously, there's a couple of big names that have come in, but what's your recruitment been like over the season? Is there anyone that, that's particularly standing out for you? Yeah, look, obviously, um, you, you might be aware we, we've lost Stephen Kitoff, uh, we've lost um, uh, Marvin Ori, um, and yeah, we've, we've obviously brought in some, you know, a cover for Stephen. We've brought in two two lucid props. Steve Toller previously played for the Lions. Um, but the good thing about him, when he was a junior, he, he used to play here at the Stormers. He, he played for an under-19 team and our under-21 team. He's played Curry Cup here before and then decided to move to the Lions, but he's now back, so he understands our system. He's worked with some of our coaches, so that works really well for us. And then we've got Lizzo Koboka, who comes from the Bulls, who's a Springbok. Um, so we brought those two guys to come try cover for Steven Kitov. Uh, they're doing really well. Um, getting fit and, you know, looking forward to see them put on the Stormers jersey. And, and we've bolted our backline uh, stocks. You know, we brought in Skosan from North Northampton. He's a player who's originally from the Cape. So he really understands the culture, the style of play. Uh, we're just happy to have him back. He, he did really well for, for uh, Northampton Saints. And we, we thought, you know, it would be great to have him down. Um, to sort of create more competition uh, in terms of our outside backs. We already have good players like Zas, Angelo Davis. Sinatla is still out with an injury after that car accident. So Kosan will cover nicely there. We also have Ben Loder coming down from um, London Irish. Um, yeah, he's one guy that, you know, gave us a hard time when London Irish played against us here in Cape Town, you know, so he left that mark and... When the opportunity came for us to get him, you know, we jumped right at it and he agreed and he came here and he seems to be really, really enjoying it, you know. 
And we also brought back Warwick Haaland, who played for us uh, when we won the URC the first year. Uh, he's come back more experienced. He's, he's had a bit of a feel of France. Um, now he's come back to sort of bolt our outside back combination. So we, we're quite happy with the, the new guys that have come in. And we're looking forward to sort of, you know, working well with them. Uh, we're still obviously trying to fill in, fill up the position of lock. Uh, Marvin Ori's left, so we, we might still want to recruit someone there. But at this stage, we feel we're quite happy with the cover uh, to start the competition. We'll see what happens in the near future. Cool. So, I mean, you, you touched on there about... Um... The, the culture and the, the ethos within the Stormers. So, I mean, we all kind of try and, and and say what our culture is, and, and sometimes we get it really, really wrong. So how, how would you describe the the, the culture and the, the ethos of the Stormers? Yeah, the, the interesting thing about, about the Stormers is, you know, it's double calls at the melting pot. You, you get people from all over South Africa, from different religions, um, we speak different languages. I think in the team, there's about eight different languages, seven or eight different languages. We come from uh, different schools, different backgrounds. And, and the one thing is that when you come to the Stormers, you know, the, uh, our slogan there usually is, um, you know, we might not look like it, but we all belong together. So when, when you come in there, whatever you you bring, whatever your religion is or your race or your culture, when, when you come to the Stormers, you have to feel like you belong. You know, you have to feel like you've got a voice. Um, in fact, you have a voice. Uh, it's not about how many caps you have. If you've got something to say that's going to make uh, the boat go faster, that's going to improve the Stormers, you have a voice and you have to say it. And, and that's one thing we work really hard on. Uh, as the Stormers to make sure that everyone is comfortable, uh, everyone has a voice, and we feel if we get that right, then everyone can perform at their best. You know, we don't like this whole idea, you walk into an environment, there's a, a senior player signed here, you know, only the senior players have to do this. We want everyone to feel like they're equals, and everyone's got a voice, and everyone must contribute to... Um, improving the way we play or improving how we treat our fans, how we treat each other. So that's pretty much how, you know, the Stormers uh, environment works. You know, everyone feels welcome. Everyone feels like they belong and everyone has a voice regardless of how long they've been part of the Stormers. Mm. I, think, I think that's fantastic. And internationally, we, we struggle with two languages, sometimes, you know, English and Welsh. <laughs> so, yeah, melting eight different languages together. And it's certainly working, isn't it? I mean, Stormers have had a fantastic couple of years in the URC. So uh, how different is the URC to, you know, previous uh, previous competitions that you play? Is, is it better? Is it better for the Stormers? Is it more competitive? How, how do you compare it with with the other competitions? Yeah, look, obviously we, we play our own domestic league here, the Curry Cup, uh, against each other. Um, and, and you know the South African style of play. You know, most of the teams play very similar. We, we might be a bit slightly different, but um, the Curry Cup, yeah, it has its place and it's nice to play against each other, against the Bulls, you know, more than once. Uh, it's very competitive, very physical. 
and then we had Super Rugby, you know, which was totally different. Now you, you travel to Australia, New Zealand, different time zone, there's jet lag to deal with, and, and the different and it's a totally different uh, style of play when you get there. You know, you go play the Crusaders, you know, if, you know, you're not um, well focused, you, you might come back with a 50 or 60. Um, and if you go to Australia, play Brumbies, it's, you know, it, it was quite a tough competition, but um, n not as different as the URC. And if I'm going to look at, the URC and, and Super Rugby or the Southern Hemisphere in a South African rugby context, I think we are in a very good position because we get to experience, you know, the tough weather conditions of playing in Europe. We, have, we experience, you know, the strong kicking game that the European, uh, the Northern Hemisphere has. And then when we come back down to play the rugby championships at the Springboks, you get to deal with the flare obviously the weather permits it uh, that New Zealand brings, you know, the different style of rugby that Australia brings. And, and we we sort of having a feel of the best of both worlds, if I may say, you, you know, we with, with our clubs, we get to experience the North with our country, experience the South. And when everything comes together in the World Cup, our players are used to both, you know, whereas if previously we just played the Northern Hemisphere teams, as the Springboks end of the year at all. And you you just get to play two or three teams and that was it. Now, every weekend we're playing, you know, against Northern Hemisphere teams as, as a club and then we still get to experience the rugby championship. So, yes, I think the URC has really, really done, uh, benefited SA Rugby. Um, it's brought a totally different challenge. And the Southern Hemisphere Super Rugby had its positives. It brought a totally different challenge. But now, I think the big positive for us, we, we get our players are getting to experience a little bit of everything. That's why you can see maybe now in the World Cup, we, we can adapt quicker. You know, we, we, we know our opponents a little bit better. We can handle the kicking game a little bit better. Mm. So on, on the World Cup, then obviously you you still got an interest. We we've moved on to uh, <laughs> to, to other places, <laughs> but how how has it been received in South Africa at, at the minute? Is it as as mental and as crazy as we we're expecting it to be? Is it everywhere? Is is it the key point that everyone's talking about at the minute? Yeah, look, if if you look at South Africa, the Springboks, everyone supports them. You know, it's not like other sports where you just get a little bit of a group uh, that supports them. And that with, with the Springboks, you know, since the whole, because of our history and Mandela's involvement in 95, it has galvanized the entire country. So when every time the Springboks perform in the World Cup, it doesn't matter where you come from or you live in a village or you live in a big city, you support the Springboks. So it's everyone's supporting it now. Everyone's watching. Everyone celebrates. I'm sure you've seen quite a few videos of people celebrating. So it is mental. It is quite exciting. And if we lose, if we had lost, you know, um, you know, it, it has a total effect on, on the mood of the country. At the moment, we're in good spirits. Um, everyone's following the rugby. Um, we're enjoying it, and and I just hope the Springboks can go all the way. But yeah, they're well supported by everyone here, and, and we hope that you know they can go all the way.
yeah, I mean, the 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 game last weekend was just immense from from kickoff to to final whistle and everyone that I've spoken to so far, regardless of what country they're from, is just kind of in awe of that game. It, it was a game worthy of the final. So can can the Springbok are the Springbok? That's a silly question. Are the Springboks good enough to to go to the final? Uh, how is the expectation to come back with the cup? Put it that way. Is is that the expectation in South Africa now? Yes, it is. Uh, everyone like, hopes and, and wishes that the, the Springboks can bring it back. And, and I mean, from a coaching point of view, uh, I think we just have to sit back and admire how well the Springbok coaching group, you know, has done. They, they, they've they been very innovative. Uh, they've come up with some smart ideas. They selection, they always get it on point. Um it is, you know, exciting times, and the the way we've operated as a coaching staff. I mean, with the Springboks, you know, we 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 have a lot of confidence that they can bring it back. Uh, they obviously have to just be sharp on the day as well. But um, the expectation is that you know we will go back to back and and defend it. Mm. Yeah, we the rest of us would love to be in that position. <laughs> so. <laughs> So what what can we learn then from South African rugby? I mean, obviously the the numbers are bigger, the, the player numbers are bigger, but then the, you've got different challenges with just the geographic space between you know player bases and stuff. So what can the world take from how South Africa manages its rugby and how does it manage to just constantly keep producing a, a top end side that just doesn't seem to dip? Yeah, I, I think. If we look at the top, the one thing that always stands out is that everyone knows how the Springbok play. Our game model, our style of play is very clear. Uh, we don't come in one year and play differently. Um, and you can see the type of players we select, you know, very clear. Um, so we, we, we know ourselves, we know how we want to play. And, and if we look at the bigger picture, I think, you know, what is at the base of Springbok rugby is our schoolboy rugby. You know, it's extremely competitive. Um, you get big crowds at schoolboy rugby. Uh, the, the, the schools, you know, they, they have a ranking every year. There's massive derbies or, you know, some schools want to go unbeaten. There's lots of, lots of, um, uh, player pools in these schools and and that's that's pretty much the base of it you know these guys play rugby at high school and it's extremely competitive uh and when they come up to under 19 under 21 their mindset they come from a winning mindset and then you still you do get a few guys that come from sort of smaller schools they come from a, a mindset where they have to fight for everything and you know there's guys that come from a school that has lost every game. So once you get to mix that, you, you know, we, you, you get something really special. And, and because we've got a high, you know, pool of players, um, you do happen, you do at times miss some good players. You know, they end up going to go play for other countries or they retire and stuff like that. So the one thing that I can say the world could learn uh, from South African rugby, just invest more in junior rugby and the schoolboy rugby, and then you 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 want to be able to have a a decent pool of players to choose from. 
you know, yeah. and, and if you can sort it out at the bottom, I'm sure it will get easier at the top. Yeah, this is something that I've been banging on about, about Welsh rugby for a long time. That when I was playing schoolboy rugby, you know, it, it was the all and end all, and that was your route to senior rugby. And we kind of lost that with professionalism. When when we turned professional, we kind of abandoned the school game and and we didn't really look at the school game. And I think you're right that we. It's it's your base, isn't it? You that you build your your triangle on top of, you build your pyramid on top of, and you have to have a really really strong base. And I think that's where Welsh rugby has kind of lost its way a little. With we haven't built the, we've tried to maintain the top of the pyramid with a, a really depleting the uh, the bottom. But yeah, I'll I'll tell the WRU that this. <laughs> this is <laughs> Rito says this is what you do. <laughs> so, uh, let's let's bring yeah. it back to, to to the URC then. So obviously Scarlets are down in uh, South Africa for the start of the season. I, I mean, just from the Stormers' point of view, how difficult is it to to travel? Because obviously you travel a lot more than than the the Northern Hemisphere side. So we have one trip down. Sometimes I think we got no. We we're only doing one trip and we played two games. And then that's yeah. it for the for the season for us. But you guys have yeah. to do a, a bucket load more kind of travel and stuff. How how does that affect you know preparation and jet lag affect the players and stuff like that? How how does that affect the the team? Yeah, look, the, probably the biggest challenge is the route we take now. Hopefully, it's going to change in a year or two's time. We fly via Qatar. It's nine hours, and then we go across. Come north, so so that that from a you know traveling point of view makes it really tough. Um, you know, it would be easier if we took an overnight uh, flight to Heathrow and then made our way to Wales from there. But at the moment, you know, the the, the amount of time it takes us to to get to our destination makes it really tough. You know. Um, but yeah, it's something we we sort of. I don't want to say we're getting used to it because then they keep it that way forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we we sort of adapting and and you know trying to make the best out of it. You know the players, you know, have improved how they recover. You know, if we have a layover in Qatar, we use some of that time to recover. Mm-hmm. Once we get to our destination we also focus on uh on on making sure the players recover so that's in that way it's it's quite tough but we're finding ways to make it work and i think um what's also tough is the four week tours you know you guys come for two weeks um the four week tours are really tough you're away from home for a full month um a lot of these guys they've, they've got young children um, so that 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 is usually tough, you know. You, you like our tour now. We we're gonna start in Glasgow, then we we'll go play Benetton, and then go to Munster, and then Cardiff the last weekend. You know that's that that makes it tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, maybe a little bit better than coming up for one or two games because if you there, if you travel once, if we fly once uh, to Europe. Uh, for four games, it just 
really affects the first game in terms of training week, but the second, third, I mean, the, the second game until the fourth game, we can have a full training week, you know, yeah. so that, that that that's a bit of a positive. But if we come in, you know, let's say we do those two-week tours in and out, in and out, uh, more than three, more than two times. Then you know the one game we usually gets affected because the training we gets a little bit shorter. We usually travel on a Monday, arrive on Tuesday. The Wednesday is an off day because the players have to recover. Then technically we can only train or have a captain's train. You know, mm-hmm. so there's that challenge, but um, it, it is tricky. Um, so yeah, we we just have to to deal with it and and find the best possible way to still win games, um, even though we are away from home for a long time or we have to train uh, a little bit or, or adjust our training weeks. But yeah, it, it is a bit of a challenge, but we, we're not really complaining a lot because we're really enjoying the USC. Uh, we're enjoying traveling, meeting new people, going to different cities. Um, yeah, that's that's also like something the players and the coaches really enjoy. We, we've made friends all over the world, um, you know, so there, there's there's also positives to it uh, mm-hmm. more than there are negatives. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So what can the Scarlets expect then and, and what are you expecting from the Scarlets next week when we uh, when we meet? Is it, I mean, Scarlets, do you, you will have seen the, the stuff going on in Welsh rugby and depleted squads and this, that and the other, but then that means that the training is very much focused on a smaller squad. So the team that we put out should, in theory, be a lot kind of more cohesive. So what kind of game are you expecting from the Scarlets? What what are you hoping for? Yeah, look, the, the Scarlets have always been tough. You know, um, you remember the first year when we played them, uh, that was for us to win the South African um a conference, you know, we had to score the, a try in the last minute. You know, last year they came down here and it, it was a tough game. Um, so, yeah, we're we, we not, I mean, we, we know the Scarlets are tough. We're not expecting anything different from what we've experienced before. Um, so we we will make sure we prepared really, really well. They've got some very, very good players. So, it's it's definitely a challenge, you know, to to dominate a team like the Scarlets. So we we'll see how it goes, but we yeah, we'll know it's tough. You know, I'm not sure if Fifita will be back. A very good player from a forward point of view, really really good player. Luisi, good player. I don't know if Gareth will be back. Ken Owen. So the the, the Scarlets have a very decent squad good experience, so they, they'll always push us. So that's that's the one thing we're expecting, a tough game. And, you know, if, if I'm to answer your other question of what can they expect from our side, uh, they can expect uh, a sunny day. <laughs> <laughs> we goes up to 28 to 30 degrees, you know? We play out in Stellenbosch. <laughs> so... <laughs> they'll be confused. Yes, they'll come out the tunnel. They'll be going, "What's going on, boys?" I'm, I'm, they'll start stripping off and sunbathing. <laughs> but it's yes. always it's always a good match with Stormers and Scarlets. I think we both try to play a, a, an expansive game, or we both try and uh, uh, we both try and run the ball and, and things like that. And the Scarlets have brought in some 
very creative players this year and a couple of a uh, couple of big boys, which is where we've been lacking uh, before. I think Fafita is still on his ban, if I remember correctly. I think he misses the first two games. So um, you'd be happy with that one. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's always a, a, a good game against the Stormers and, and always competitive, which is is where the URC needs to be, isn't it? It's it's what we look forward to in the URC and every single week now in, in the URC is is competitive. So yeah. So I'm 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 gonna ask you for a score prediction now then. So don't you don't feel that you have to be kind to the Scarlets just because you're on the Scarlet's pod. <laughs> but so what, what, think, what do you think the game is gonna be like? What's the score prediction? Yeah, look, like I said, it's gonna be a tough game, you know. I, I you know, out of respect to to my team and the Scarlets, I think it's always a, not the right place for a coach to give a score prediction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it will be a tough game. Uh, and the one thing I have to tell you is that, you know, Scarlets are probably, you know, the a team with, you know, the nicer guys, you know, doing pill, very nice coach, you know, uh, always makes time to come say how's it after the game. Um, so yeah, look, I I wouldn't try even put a, a, a score prediction, you know, out of respect of, of how nice those guys are, and it's a good team, and and they will really push us to the brink. We'll we'll also try to push them. So so I'm sorry, I'm not gonna give. <laughs> that's right mate that's fine so Rito it's been a, a, an absolute pleasure uh, speaking to you today uh, thank you from the Scarlets because it, it's been uh, uh, it's been really nice just having a chat with um, where people actually know this stuff no, normally when we try to talk to people it, it's some random fan that's just kind of <laughs> answered a message and going yeah yeah I'll speak to you and, and all that kind of stuff so uh, uh, yeah many thanks for this morning uh, I would wish you the best of luck against the Scarlets, but you know it's uh, it's one of those things. I hope you have a good game, but yeah, I I, I hope you end up. I wish you a good losing bonus point. Put it that way. <laughs> That's a good one. I, I must I must add that you know the Scarlets obviously will bring a different challenge. There's a South African coach now, a very good coach coaching them, uh, Albert van der Berg. So. Yeah. I, I know it's going to be me and him usually have like a tough battle. So now with the style of play, the running rugby that the Scarlets play with maybe a South African mindset way, kind of mindset of a forwards coach, it's it's going to be a tough game, you know. Um, I also wish you a, a, hopefully a losing bonus point. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Rita, thank you for your time, my friend. It's uh, It's been a pleasure talking to you. And uh, if you're over in, in Fletchley at some point, then I will make the effort to come up and, and, and give you a wave from the stadium. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. All the best, mate. Thanks very much. Cheers, man. Keep going. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Scarlet's Fever podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to us as it really helps us spread the word. You can find us on all the usual social media channels or email us on welshregionalrugbypod at gmail.com. And remember, whatever the question, rugby is always the answer.
Social Podcast Network.